All right. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, um, no, the circumstances are not optimal for us to get together today because of the power being out at the church. But uh, nonetheless, at least get a, get to record something for everybody to hear. And maybe we'll be able to get together next next week, Lord willing. Uh, we'll go continue with uh, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, uh, or chapter 2, rather. Um, and continue our readings there. And uh, what we started on Wednesday night uh, to continue our our discussion in Second Corinthians. So we'll read through that second chapter, 17 verses. It uh, says, But I determined this with myself, that I would not come again to you in heaviness. For if I make you sorry... Who is he then that maketh me glad, but the same which has made me sorry by me? And I wrote the same unto you, lest when I came, that I should have sorrow from them whom I ought to rejoice, having confidence in you all, that my joy is the joy of you all. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart I wrote unto you with many tears, and not that ye should be grieved, but that ye might be know the love which I have more abundantly unto you. But if any have caused grief, he hath not grieved me, but in part, that I may not overcharge you all. Sufficient to such a man is the punishment which is, was inflicted of the many, so that contrawise ye ought rather to forgive him and comfort him, lest perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. Wherefore I beseech you that we would confirm your love toward him. For to this end also I, I write, that I might know the proof of you, whether ye be obedient in all things. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also, for I forgave anything. To whom I forgave it, for your sakes, forgave it in the person of Christ. Lest Satan should be, get any advantage of us, we are not ignorant of his devices. Furthermore, when I had came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel and a door opened unto me of the Lord, I had no rest in my spirit, because I had found not Titus my brother, but taking my leave of them, I went from thence into Macedonia. Now thanks be unto God, of which always causeth us to triumph in Christ, and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge of us in every place. For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ, and them that are saved, and in them that perish, to the one who we are savor of death unto death, and the one savor of life unto life and to who is sufficient for these things. For we are not as many which corrupt the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as of God, in the sight of God, speak we in Christ. So Paul here writes uh, to encourage the church at Corinth. Of course, we know the account there in 1 Corinthians that we covered some months ago, um, that there were some things going on amongst the assembly there that were uh, causing... Uh, that Paul took issue with concerning the the, the, the church's order. The instruction there was for them to remove the man from their number to discipline him, uh, and such the wise that it happened here. Uh, we see the, the, the tail end of this account that uh, he says, sufficient to such a man is this punishment which was inflicted by the many, so that counterwise you ought rather to forgive him and comfort him, lest perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. So the point was not that they uh, exclude him completely from from the Lord's work, uh, but that rather it would 
the, the discipline that was administered would cause him to be to know that they loved him. Uh, the same thing with Paul that he was writing here to them. He says, I wrote that, you know, you know that I have love more abundantly towards you as he did in verse 4 there. Um, so uh, the point in the, the, the point of order there was that he had uh, this dear affection and love for them in Christ. Paul instructs them to forgive this, this brother and, the, and those that were, uh, they were having difficulty with. Uh, that hopefully through the discipline they were moved uh, to follow after and be obedient in Christ. He goes on down further there. He says, uh, Paul says, forgiving him, Paul instructs him that he should forgive as the Lord does, um, or that yeah, Satan, they'd be not ignorant that Satan overtake him with his devices, that he would have an advantage over them. Let's look at Galatians chapter 6. read uh, a few verses there and uh, says brethren if any man be overtaken in a fault ye which are spiritual restore such a one in the spirit of meekness considering thyself lest thou also be tempted hear you one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ for if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing he deceiveth himself let every man prove his own work, and then that he shall have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him which teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived, and God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Let us not be weary in all uh, well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not, and as we have the opportunity, therefore, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. So such a responsibility in Christ that we it, it instructs us here in Galatians to bear one another's burdens. Same thing that Brother Paul was bearing out over there in 2 Corinthians in such, in such a way that the discipline... Would not over the discipline for their action would not overtake them that they would be delivered from this, uh, restoring such a brother. But he goes on here that uh, to be careful when we he says if brothers overtaken a fault, your spiritual restore such a one in a spirit of meekness. Our spirit that we that we present something to someone regarding difficulties that we might have with one another or someone doing something incorrectly in the body. Uh, the Lord instructs us here to go into them in meekness. That meekness there, if we don't understand it, is, is gentleness um, or humility. So restoring such a one with a spirit of meekness. So it says, it goes on there at the end of that verse. He says, uh, considering thyself lest thou also be tempted. So consider the same for it. We're not humble in that respect. When we go to someone regarding a problem we might have, he says, consider yourselves, lest you also be uh, tempted. That word tempted there means to be tried or proved. So same, same thing. Consider ourselves, lest we also be tried. Um, he goes on there and he says, bear one another's burdens. Um, of course, it says later on, it says that, 
we bear our own burdens, but in the same wise, if we love one another, uh, helping them bear their burdens is aiding them. Uh, if we think ourselves better than someone or over someone, uh, then we have a considerable less chance of helping helping them overcome what it is that they face. We shouldn't consider ourselves superior to anyone that's struggling because we struggle with the same thing. We struggle with some of the same issues. So we ought to be careful how we present ourselves to one another. He goes on there um, as we look down through these verses here. We are still responsible for bearing our loads. We're accounted for the labor that we we uh, which which we carry out in the Lord. We have to give an account of those things. So, wouldn't it be gracious and loving, just as Christ was for us, that we help our brethren in their difficulties when they're struggling with their load? That's the admonition. Um, typically, in, in past examples, if you go to somebody in pride. Um, and consider yourself to be superior to them uh, or have an advantage over them and, and the things that you've experienced, it does not help them. It rather pushes that person further away. So uh, that's why it's important for us to be, you know, it specifically states for us to be humble in our approach to our brethren when in, in, in difficulties and in and the things that uh, we might encounter in the Lord's service. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 16. And 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 7 there, we'll read a few verses. It says, For I, uh, I will not see you now by the way, but I trust to tarry a while with you if the Lord permit." But I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost, for a great door and effectual is open unto me, and there is many adversaries. Now if Timotheus come, see that he may be with you without fear, for he worketh the word of the Lord, a work of the Lord, as also I do. Let no man therefore despise him, but conduct him forth in peace, and he may come unto, unto me, for I look for him with the brethren. As touching our brother Apollos, I greatly desired him to come unto you with the brethren, but his will was not at all to come at this time. But he will come when he shall have convenient time. Watch ye stand fast in the faith, and quit you like men, be strong. Let all your things be done with charity. I beseech you, brethren, that you know of the house of Stephanus, that is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints, that ye submit yourselves unto such, and that every one that helpeth with us and laboreth. I am glad concerning the coming of uh, Stephanus and Fortunatus and Achaeus, Achicus, excuse me, for that which was lacking on your part, they have supplied. For they have refreshed my spirit and yours, therefore acknowledge ye them that, that are such. So the same thing here, encouraging uh, them to, uh, Paul was going to stay for a while. He wasn't going to be able to come to the church there at Corinth. Um, but he said, don't 
don't refuse Timothy, basically, uh, because he's going to come to you and and he doeth he does the work of the Lord. So listen to them that help you. And he says, Apollos can't come at this time. He'll come when it's convenient for convenient for him. But he says, Watch you and stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men. Be strong. Let all things be done with charity. So he's telling them there. He says. Be under advisement. This, you know, stand in the faith. Uh, he says, be be strong. And he says, but most importantly, he goes, let all those things be done in love. And then he goes on talking about Stephanus and the and the other brethren there that that are. He said, the first fruits, those brethren that labor among them that were the first to come into the house of the Lord. He says, listen to them. They they're going to help you. And and they labor too, so stand fast in your work there. Let's look back over in Second Corinthians chapter seven. Second Corinthians chapter seven. Verses seven and eight there. Actually we'll back up a few verses. He says, uh, verse 4, he says, Great is my boldness of speech towards you, great in my glory of you. Am I filled with comfort? Am I exceedingly joyful in all our tribulation? For when we were come into Macedonia, our flesh had no rest, and we were troubled on every side, and without were fighting, uh, within were fears. Nevertheless, God that comforted those that are cast down comforted us by the coming of Titus, and not by his coming only, but by the consolation wherewith he was comforted in you that when he had told us your earnest desires, your mourning, your fervent mind toward me, so that I have rejoiced the more. For though I made you sorry with the letter, I, did, I do not repent, though I did repent. For I perceive that the same epistle hath made you sorry, that though it were but for a season. Now I therefore rejoice. Now I have rejoiced, now, not that you were made sorry, but that you were sorry to repentance. For you were made sorry after a godly manner, that you might receive the damage by us, in nothing. For God is sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but to the sorrow of the world worketh death. For the selfsame thing that you sorrowed are after a godly sort, what carefulness that wrath in you, and yea, what clearing of yourselves, yea, what indignation, yea, what fear, yea, what vehement desire, yea, what zeal, and yea, what revenge. In all things you have approved yourselves to be clear in this matter. Wherefore I wrote, uh, though I wrote unto you, I did not this cause that it had been uh, done the wrong, nor for this cause that it suffered wrong, but that our care for you and the sight of God might appear unto you. Therefore we were comforted in your comfort, yea, and exceeding and more joy. We, we have the joy of Titus because his spirit was refreshed by you all. So here he says that he wrote these things to admonish them. To He says, but... He says, you were comforted with the coming of Titus. He says, but apparently those things that were, were proof there that they had been moved to, to, to sorrow, to repentance. That's what our love for one another does when we help one another in, 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 the, in these difficulties. If we have to come to somebody regarding an issue, we need to do so with humility and love. Um, that's the only way that we can communicate effectively what it is the Lord would have us to do and how we would have us to resolve such such concerns. So 
the encouragement here is for us to continue in the work, but to help one another, encourage one another, and strengthen one another in the difficulties uh, that we face in this world. Because let's face it, the world isn't easy to deal with. Um, and the point is not to enjoy the, is not to enjoy this life, but it, but to enjoy serving the Lord and for the life to come. Um, and that we would be the Lord's faithful creation, that he is, he is purposed that we would do his work, that creation might be redeemed back to its original intended purpose, which God created it. So the intent behind this study here is to look to continue looking through Second Corinthians, and uh, I know typically on Sunday mornings I, I I preach, although this more it's a little more uh, of a study or expository approach to the Scripture. Uh, but I, I think it's good for us to look at these accounts and 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 to study it to see exactly how the Lord would have us to act and make sure that we are proving our work uh, of reckoning with with the uh, the teachings and example of the Scripture. So here that we see Paul was in, uh, he wrote a letter um, admonishing the church at Corinth there in First Corinthians about the uh, the things which they encountered from divisions to strife to uh, immor- uh, sexual immorality these things he didn't desire that they would be overcome with but yet he his 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 desire and his love for them was that they would do the things that the Lord had 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 commanded us to do. So the same thing here is that. Uh, the writing encouragement here is that in our own body, that when we see things that are contrary to the scripture, things that are not in order, that we address those things in, in the same manner as these brethren did here. Uh, because we need one another. And, and most importantly, we need, we need the Lord. So let's, uh, let's look at these things, consider these things, because this is, important for us to do i hope this was an encouragement to you uh and i hope you can all take this and don't take my word for it but i encourage you to study it out yourselves reading through corinthians as we take a look at this and uh hope it's a a benefit to you in the lord lord bless you all and you hope you have a good day and um a little update by way of the power. Um, it doesn't look like the power will be on until about six o'clock. So services this evening will be much the same. We'll, uh, we won't meet in person because of the electricity. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to meet again next week on Sunday for our normally scheduled services. So uh, everyone have a good week and uh, Lord bless you all.